0: Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Daly, and in this episode, we're welcoming back Eduardo from Pencil First Games and his YouTube channel, Gaming with Edo. His newest campaign, Nature Games Trio Bundle, Sunrise, Snowfall, and Floriferous is currently on Kickstarter. Ed. Welcome back to the binge. How you doing, my friend?
1: Whoa! Nice to be here again. Good to see you.
0: Oh, it's great to see you, my friend. Uh, it uh for those who, who haven't caught your prior episodes, I'm just gonna name them off real quick. You were in episode 82. You're also in episode 166. So I encourage people to go back check those out. They were great chats. What episodes
1: you've done, sir.
0: Uh, this is now 281. 281.
1: Goodness. Goodness.
0: Yeah, we're getting up there, man. It's uh, uh, we're we're creeping in on the three hundred. I'm getting pretty excited about it. I think I do something special for three hundred. I just haven't figured that out yet, but I'm gonna have to figure it out fast because that's coming up probably in about uh, two two and a half months. So,
1: yeah, it's crazy, man.
0: Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know you, maybe you can do a quick overview of just kind of your, your, your portfolio as a whole. Uh, I know that your, your, your day job, which you'll be rushing off to after this is in the, uh, the video gaming industry. So can you give us just a quick little snippet of that? Do you mind?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I've I've had the good fortune of making uh, some form of game for uh, most my entire career. Um, And yeah, so in, in, in the video game industry, when, qa design production product management um executive producer that kind of thing and uh on the board gaming side coming on a decade pencil first games will be a decade old in june or july of this year um made a lot a lot of board games um my first was actually called a game called uh, murder of crows which i did with was was wasn't pencil first games that was a game we got published by atlas games i did with thomas denmark but since then Pencilverse games has been a Kickstarter first uh, board game uh, boutique board game uh publisher with liftoff herbaceous the whatnot cabinet Fliferous, delicious uh, we have that nature line um nice. the 100 Tory and you know a handful of others I think this Kickstarter uh that's up right now technically is uh if you count the two two gaming with Edo Kickstarters uh we did our 20th kickstarter so that's that's a lot as well um so yeah and all sorts of things
0: how do you find the time for this because i know that i mean it's not like a a part-time job you've got like a full-time job like a crew
1: oh yeah 100 100 full-time job (laughs) so yeah yeah.
0: and and, and as an indie publisher you're kind of like like i know there's a there's a broad team around you that is kind of bolted on and bolted off based on uh whoever is um uh you know you're working with at the time but um how do do you find time for that
1: um you know it's a it's a great question sometimes i ask myself that question um you know it's, it's 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 sometimes mornings like this where i'll get up early and 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 do something or weekends but i think over the years um you know there's both a lot to do with board games but also um they take a long time sometimes so if you if, if you if you put it in along the way you can get it done um over uh as you mentioned people are both in both off like you know each pencil first games is its own like little project there are certainly folks that i've worked with on multiple ones like steve finn or Stephen kerr as a graphic designer but uh you know we, they sort of get spun up the people have to what they want to do and they do it at their pace and then we work on and put it out together. I, over the years, I have uh, been working with Jessica, uh, who is effectively, basically handles a lot of the in, incoming, that's uh, first communications. She is heavily, uh, works on editing and the Kickstarter does a whole bunch of everything. Um, and she's really definitely helped uh, create um, a lot of space and an one of the most important things among like i guess hundreds of things jessica does is she she helps me not have to react immediately to stuff right because i can't i have to be doing my my day job when i'm at it so i think um it's a combination of things but I know also once you take for example having a kickstarter we have right now you know kickstarters are stress balls i've done videos on how to prepare and do them but like at some point you learn how to do it <laughs> like at some point you know how to be prepared you know what the questions are you know what you need to do and when you remove all the stress out of a job or out of a hobby or like you know you can just enjoy it um you, you'll find that actually the work part isn't as big as the emotional roller coaster part and all those other pieces so um that's yeah. certainly being been a big part of it
0: No, well, amazing is, is there a favorite child that you have at all <laughs>
1: You know, I, the, the the interesting thing you I find when you make games is that uh, you know the, they're all they're all different adventures with their own little memories. So um, I mean, I like them all for different reasons. Um, I certainly still think Herbaceous, which is our one of our most successful titles, um, has a level of like simplicity and just essence of game that is so. It's so natural and thin that it like i really it really stands out to me because it's so um such a limited experience such a limited rule set of place and it's so much fun mm-hmm. um Skull call has a, a close place uh to my heart uh, and the whole series in general was a idea that uh started from a conversation with my, my son and then we bounced around and then i got it to a certain point and then i started working with keith matega um and and it's just been a great Uh, fun fun series to be building out i really enjoy it
0: is there any aspirations of ever extending into like heavier game sets because for your your games for the most part are kind of like gateway uh kind of zone right for uh for gaming which is very similar to what uh, we do here at Tin robot um has there been a thought to ever go deeper and is it more of a time commitment that that Prevents you from doing that, or or what's kind of your thought process around that? Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it, I, I mean, the, the the type of games I really enjoy playing—they're easy to get to the table. So uh, it's certainly like it's not a spectrum for me of sort of like light and heavy, and heavy is the cooler thing, and light isn't. I really enjoy the light. Yeah. Um, Heroes Welcome, which we did, sort of medium weight. I mean, for me, that's like it's a pretty big box with a lot of stuff in it. That is a forty-five minute hour game or he has a lot of stuff going. We have another game coming out um, later. Well, hopefully coming together later this year, which um, is again in that medium, like light, light, medium weight. The heaviest game is a game that's been in development, which is like code name Time Empire. This it's been in development so long that uh, some other games coming out that has the name Time Empire. So we got to change the, the code the name of it or something like that. I, I don't know what it's going to be called, but uh, that one's heavy. I mean, okay, again, heavy for me is that's like a 90 minute game. Um, yeah. um, Legendary Creatures was also on the heavy side. So I, I think um, it is a hobby. It is something that I do, and it, I do it based on getting excited about some art or getting excited about some game mechanic or working with some people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, there's no bar as like bigger games take a lot more work. There's a lot more complexity. Playtesting them are harder. You need, you know, those types of things, but they're yeah. not. I, It's not something that I wouldn't do if there wasn't a fun opportunity to do it.
0: And in terms of like, um, like the, the conferences and the cons, do you ever find time to be able to to do the circuit or is it just, I would say
1: that's probably, that's a great question. I think that's one of the things that I definitely do way less. Um, yeah. Pencil first games. Okay. So I'll I'll sort of answer it in two ways. We're like not a Kickstarter has enabled this world where we make what I think are, uh, fun beautiful products we can find an audience and 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 bring it to market and some of these then go into stores and stuff like that but we don't do a lot of the other publisher stuff we're not um running around con to con to con and 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 just all these other networking things like i don't have time for that if i have a week off i'm going to spend the week with my kids and my family i'm not i'm not going to a bunch of cons that's not to say we're never at a con but yeah. you know, I, I regularly um, interact with some publishers, such as Keith from Thunderworks Games, and they're like in it to win it. You know, he's yeah. full time; he's got a crew, they're employees. They they have like their nine and cons a year, um, and 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 that's not not really so. Um, on and off, uh, there's Gamma. Uh, we, we we are going to go to Gamma, and then I have a local con, Google con. Uh, that's pretty much it here and there. there might be like, Oh, Hey, this year, maybe I'll stop at Gen Con, but even those aren't booths. Those are more like, Hey, I'll go to a con. Um, no, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's not, hasn't always been true. There were, if you go back, I don't know now, but maybe five or six years, i was sort of driving hard at it. I think uh, one of the things that we've discovered is that, um, If you're not going to spend all that money and do all that marketing and do all that work, the best thing you could do is have a great game. So investing and spending time on making the game stand out gives it the opportunity to have legs and word of mouth. But you know, uh, pencil first games has been around for a long time, and and I'm happy to say isn't like losing money. But you know, it's definitely not. I'm not making you know a living off pencil first games, and, and frankly, I'm not really it pays like for internet or something, but like, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, any, any money that pencil first get, makes goes into pencil first future and products and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, pays for things like, you know, Jessica being able to, to, to take that workload off and things like that. So, so it's really for me and this is not true for everybody, but my opportunity to be creative, not have deadlines, not have stakeholders and 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 not have all of the trappings of what making a 50 80 100 person 200 person video game takes yeah uh, and I, I just get to have fun and so um you know uh, i that we it's lasted a long way in that um sort of uh style and i i suspect it will, will continue that way <laughs> for for a while
0: i think even when you when you, when you were talking earlier about, you know, not having some of the trappings of having like the staff and and having, you know, a lot of the um, things that, you know, some of these companies when they do full time, right? Where that's, you know, you almost become a slave to the machine, right? Where if that is your gig, right? If that's what, okay. that's the thing that generates your your revenue and income, you have to keep that machine going, right? And especially if you have employees and so forth, people are relying on you for their livelihood, now it's 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 less about hey let's create something that's a passion project and all the fun and the the craveness around it which is what initially got you into it and now it's about running a business right and it's about okay now we got to make sure we're getting another title and how's that what kind of revenue can we get for that is that going to cover payroll or not okay maybe we need to squeeze another launch in like on the heels of that one and i can see in the industry how there's really those kind of two camps and uh and and those who Still are able to maintain, you know their their actual jobs and do this as a side hobby. Seem to be smiling more, <laughs> sure, and have sure. less gray hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I I have some gray hair coming in, but the um, <laughs> no, it, it's true. I mean, I, I I would I would be misrepresenting to say that uh, pencil press games doesn't feel some of those pressures for sure. Sure. And as 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 Kickstarter's become tighter and there's been more saturation, it's definitely like. Some of the the projects that I know, like for example, we did the uh, a campaign that's just fulfilling is the Siblings Trouble expanded deluxe edition, which is a sort of a, a, a expansion to an original Kickstarter like our third game or second game, and um, you know, it, it, yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe it had 150 backers. I think it it, it did like a, t- a 10k goal, and it did like ten thousand five hundred, right? Like real speaker, oh, wow. um, and you know, you walk away from that, and you're like, eh. Maybe that was too much of a passion project. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it should have had flowers in it. But like the, uh, um, but no, I, I think what you're saying is important, and I think that's the decision about going full time. And you know, I think, I think it's 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 true on both sides. It's true in that once you have to like worry about your livelihood. You know, I was talking from um, Patrick from Leader Games, and, mm. and uh, over the years, and he's talked about like sort of how that's impacted and, and, and how he's adjusting, how he thinks about his games. Um, Jamie also, um, Stegmaier, has seen that transition over there. It's not that he isn't doing fun stuff and all this stuff, but like, you know, having to think about it, having to take into the, to account that. Um, for me, again, I think that the thing I like most, and the most meaningful thing for me about Pensive First Games over the, and working with folks and all that fun stuff was for the first i'm not i I know i look young but for the first decade of my career before pencil first games um i uh all of my creative energy and sort of aspirational passion and creativity and game making went into my work in addition to you know like my job side of it but like all of that energy went in there too and what happens on on the other side is that you're um you know you know, companies go through different, they cancel games, they, they you, people lose their jobs in their layoffs. Sort or of. there's all sorts of, like, at the end of the day, if you're working at, you know, yeah. Disney cares a lot about, about its employees, but not like you exactly. You're just, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, as an example, but like, as you work at these things, it's, it's really hard when your, your work, your work and your employment represent the entirety of your like, your aspirations as an individual, like like your, your sense of accomplishment. And uh, it can create really a, a hard emotional tie to work. What I've really enjoyed about Pencil First Games is it lets me split that and sort of be like, I always have my little thing, right? Like, do my best, work hard, try to, to accomplish everything I could possibly can at my job and do the best I can. But, you know, there's a, a thing that I have that, you know, is not. I control in a way that uh, i appreciate and lets me be creative in my own accord and work with work and 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 make, make cool things so um it's been a really nice balance in that regard but if you're if you're doing great in board games and you live in the midwest perhaps i think i think there is an opportunity to turn it into a full-time
0: dream absolutely now with this new campaign and congrats on being funded uh so quickly and oh yeah uh, thank you. you you guys are obviously uh doing quite well at this campaign as well uh which is expected now with pencil first games typically your uh your campaigns do well except for the last one of course with the siblings yeah it was rough. <laughs> but fine. uh can you tell uh give us kind of an overview of what this campaign is about it's it's a bundle right so you're taking some games uh, that you that you've had, so *Floriferous*, for instance, you've bundled it with some new ones. Can you give us kind of an overview of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, so, yeah, you mentioned earlier this is our, our *Nature Trio* campaign for *Sunrise*, *Snowfall*, and *Floriferous* Pocket Edition. And uh, first and foremost, is this is you know, if you've never seen a *Pencil First games campaign or played any of the, our stuff, this one's great. <laughs> These games are great, and and from uh, if you're interested in Kickstarter, it's like I'm I'm really proud of the page and everything that was put together the lot. But for uh, it's three games. The first game is Sunset uh excuse me, not sunset sun uh sunrise at the studio. And um this is our our in our nature line we have a lot of really welcoming calm games that are wonderful players. They play in in 20, 25 minutes, really easy to bring to the table. This is our small box size. And uh so in this game, you are making some awesome pottery. It's, it's gorgeous. It's a set collection game with this interesting drafting mechanic where um, you are collecting resources, and you're going to start with four cards in your hand, and you're going to pick what you want, but you get three options. You get like keep two, pass two, keep three, dump one, or keep one, and move the rest. Mm. And it's got this interesting push-your-look em- element because in each day, you're only... Going to get to do each of those actions once but you don't know what your cards are so you're going to pick up four everyone's going to pick their action whatever they want and then we're going to distribute and then we're going to keep doing that and, and it, it it creates a really interesting uh draft uh variant that that feels fresh and, and and cool and then what you're doing is you're collecting clays and glaze and 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 um different kilns that you're going to use and you are Finishing projects, and then has a little bit of a Rise of Augustus vibe, where first person to finish a project gets to say, "Like I, I got, it, I did it. <laughs> I, I finished <laughs> my project." And then you can go go to the middle and get others, and then like a set collection game. There's bonuses and 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 chase cards and things like that. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's and, and uh, Laura Bevon, who is the artist, is amazing. The artwork's fantastic. The
0: artwork is uh, gorgeous. I mean. Yeah, it really is. I, I am mean, wow. going
1: like, this game is so good okay. Um, And um, so that's that game. Um, and so that, so that, and, and each on, on our, on our Kickstarters that you have the game and then we have like a mini expansion that's for free mm-hmm. that doesn't go in the retail version. We sell them from our website later, but it's, it's a nice little bonus in, in addition to a sort of a discount. Um, but then the next two titles you mentioned, one is new, um, Snowfall Over Mountains. And this is a game that is a single-player tiling game. They have a pocket line. These these games are all really uh, smaller, you know, fit in a bag, fit in your pocket. A little bit of a big pocket, depending on them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Might not not be a tight jean pocket, just to be clear. But they're small. And um, this one was um, – I was actually talking with uh, Roberta Taylor, who lives in like Edmonton, you know canada in like in the cold and we're talking about like trudging through the snow um and thought it'd be really fun to make a game where you are just like walking through the snow alone and like i went to i grew up in new york and i went to school in michigan and so like i'm used to the cold i'm in california now but i'm used to that like blanket of snow and um and so, uh, yeah, I, I started working on it. I was struggling a little bit. And then I, I, I've worked with Scott Caputo, who uh, was the designer of the one and like Mr. Tile Layer. And yeah. I was struggling with my Tile Layer game. I was like, hey, Mr. Tile Layer, can you help me make this game good? And he was mm. like, sure, let me take a crack at it.
0: So this is your design, then you pulled him in to uh, kind of polish it? Yeah, out. yeah. I'm well,
1: kidding. you know, uh, they, they often start that way. Uh, so yeah. for 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 Sunrise at the Studio, I like knew I wanted to do pottery, I knew I wanted to do drafting, I knew I wanted to do set, and I had gotten it to a point. You know, when you work with great, talented people who are, like, since I'm, like, I I call myself a game maker, but a producer, core, project lead, there's different ways of doing it. like, yeah. But, like, I'm a generalist. Like, I'm good at a lot of things. I'm very familiar with a lot of things. But um, I'm not a specialist. And so when you're working on something and you're, like, this is good, but it's not great. How could I make it great? It's like, yeah, get somebody to help you. Who knows how to do this better? But yeah, so uh, a lot of things start with, I have an idea of like a dynamic of like, this would be cool if you had this. And then I try to put the underpinnings underneath them. Like, wait a minute, why am I trying to do this? I want to get somebody to do better. But so with Sunrise at the Studio and with um, Snowfall Over Mountains, uh, I had a start. But in the case of Snowfall Over Mountains, um, that was basically like, <laughs> he didn't say it he's a very nice man but he was like you know i think your design's trash i i think i think what you're trying to do here is too complicated and how about i just pitch you something totally different (laughs) and i was like sure man as long as it's a solo game and it's small i want it to be a little thing i can play and and have that like here's the vibe here's the size here's the restrictions and he's like i got it this is easy and you know comes back like one day later. No, he came back, you know, he goes off and does it. Has, and it's like, oh, this is a really compelling brain burning, fun little puzzle game. He worked on it with his wife. And, um, you know, we, he, we showed it, we saw it at some event and play tested and it's great. And so really happy with it. Um, and so that's the second game. And then the last game is proliferous, which is it's currently um, our second best game, a selling game in the nature line, but like rapidly trying to catch up to herbaceous, it's a great um, game.
0: Yeah. I absolutely love Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: it really is. It's a yeah. lot of fun. And so uh the pocket edition is we make these small pocket editions. Um, but what's super cool about them is they're like one-to-one. Like we really do a nice job of shrinking mm. it down. See it it, it it has all the stones, it has the the the, the tokens. So mm. they're really nice little small versions of the game. Um and yeah, and so this is so in the campaign, you can back for just one of these, but if if they're interesting to get the whole set, there were two other pocket editions we made the abacious one and uh, Sunset over water. The, the whole line is these names that like you have to think about three times. That's sort of, uh, the first games and naming.
0: I was going through the intro and I'm like, I I, I was like, I, yeah. I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to mess this up. Just try and get this out of my mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's sort of like it, it is what it is at this point. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But at least when you search for it, you'll if you know if you know it when you search for it, you'll find it. Um, But yeah, so so that's the trio. You you get it with some of the other pocket editions, Um, and they're great games. They really come together. The first was also a collaboration between Steve and I.
0: The pocket edition is it? It's is it something that um, going forward, like is that kind of where you're going to start heading in terms of some of your future designs? Even as well, would they start as a pocket size or?
1: Yeah, you know it's so it's it's interesting. It goes back to um, a little a little bit of the business side is in here. In that one of the things that's these pocket editions don't go to to retail at all. So they're um, just the Kickstarter or sold from um, our website afterwards. Which there's a variety of reasons there, but it was something that we thought about doing. What I mean, it all started with herbaceous pocket edition. Uh, We had herbaceous. And uh, there was a French edition that was smaller, mm. and they they weren't they weren't the size of the cards we made them. They were like those Euro slightly smaller cards. Yeah. And um, and I was playing and I was like, this is sort of cool that it's a little smaller, but like, I wonder if you could make it smaller and like really make it pocket. Like it was like little bit. It was a little bit, but not enough that it was interesting. Yeah. And they didn't really try to solve the problems of like okay if it's that small maybe take the names of the herbs off the cards and like let's do a few things because it's so tiny
0: yeah.
1: um so that was sort of it it was like hey could we do something really small and uh and it was great and i loved it and then we decided to move it out and they turned into sort of you know not we don't make that much money but like the they're regular sellers from our side and we expanded it and and like each time i do something i don't really have a plan uh, you know, so it's like, oh, that was cool. Let's do sensitive water. That's cool. Of course, we're going to do proliferous now. But like, these are all existing games. Wouldn't it be neat to do a- an original game? All right. Well, we'll uh, maybe I can work with a designer. And that was um, the, uh, the Snowfall game. So I think when I look at it, I, I do think we're going to continue doing them. I think it'll be a combination of, I mean, we're not like button, button shy. Like, we're not going to do like a thousand of these. But I think the, um, I think it's fun. They're fun little games. They're easy yeah. to play. And it's. You know, the overhead, they're they're like super cheap to ship. So like yeah. the 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 they're fun little they're like fun little projects that are they don't lose money so far. So as long, at, as long as it doesn't lose money, it's fine.
0: At that size, you could literally fulfill from China, right? Yeah, we could. We 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 we, we and we um use
1: VFI who's somebody who does something like that. There's that other ship from China one, but that's yeah. still we don't do that for the United States. But you could. I mean, I most a a lot of our games. You know, we we just ship in one of these, and uh, we had another one, which was the the Hanafuda, pocket thing, which was part of the Tory campaign, and it was a lot of fun. That was another uh, neat one to do. So my 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 dancing camera here, but the um, but yeah, look again, it's sort of like just about having fun, and it's about doing neat things, and and I really like. I think they're great like i don't we even though our, our titles have had different levels of success i think they're all great and and like and so um you know as long as they're fun and the people who work on them are, are proud of their work and i'm proud of it it's one print run and done uh you know it, it, it becomes something that you know yeah. is a little bit more of an evergreen that's great yeah um, so you know it's about how fun doing
0: it and so what do you guys have planned for like, what's the next campaign? Like, is that coming at the end of this year or is it next year or what, what's coming next for you guys?
1: Uh, it's a great question. Uh, one of the things that we've prioritized over the last few years is really like just make sure the game's great. So there aren't, we don't have like a, a scheduled uh, Kickstarter fit. Like, so we're a little bit looser with the the, the Kickstarter timing. Yeah. Um, what I would say is that um there's two neat, I guess, three things that are neat that are sort of on the horizon. Uh, one is uh, another game with Steve. Uh, we'll see how that's going with us coming along. That's always fun. Um, but that one's pretty early. Second one is we have a really mid, mid-light interesting vineyard game uh, that actually has been in in development for a really long time. And then we, we connected with Roberta Taylor and we're really excited and have a... a Fantastic um, design and the um, art is Catherine Waddell, who's somebody who I've worked with on many things, and she's incredible. So it's, it's, it, we haven't like put it out there. is the code name. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's one that uh, we're hoping to play test and feel good. And if we feel good about it, that could, that could be a Kickstarter end of this year or, or oh, not, okay. or like it's not, you know, or, or it becomes a beginning. But that's, that's probably the next one. Is the vineyard game, I think, is the closest. And then lastly, we have um the third game in the spoke all peak world of war uh, line. Um, and that that that's at its own pace. That's if if everything went well, maybe that would be this year, but probably next year. It gets um since they're all like cross um compatible. The, the more more guardians and hero units and things you have the um the more the matrix of testing and playing and balance gets it's it's sort of almost unwieldy at this point but like, but we have fun playing it and, and doing it. so it's cool. But yeah, those are the the, the that's the horizon. I think um maybe something I could see us coming back in October.
0: Well, for those who want to check out this campaign, there's still nine days to go. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so people can find it very easily.
1: Please do. It's uh, any and all help is appreciated. It really makes. A
0: difference. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, I'm going to be a backer myself. I say this just before we go on air. Like I honestly said that. Like my um, my niece, uh, who uh, uh, comes to our game night quite frequently, is a huge fan of, of floriferous and herbaceous. So uh, this pottery one, I know she's going to love. And then I need my own copies and the mini. As soon as he said. Uh, that it was shrunk down to pocket size i'm like i am in because when i go to game night i've got just so much i can cram in a game bag and the smaller boxes you get more games and more variety and you got more options when you have game night so uh and i want to wish you all the best in this coming year on this campaign and if you launch another one i'll hopefully get back next year uh, back on the podcast and uh, we'll talk about that one as well
1: yeah i mean it doesn't always have to be against the kickstarter i'm happy to talk with you man but yeah that sounds great and i appreciate being on And and
0: and thanks for making the time All right, buddy. You take care, man. Cheers. Awesome. Bye. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.